0: Hello and welcome back to my podcast. (laughs) I hope my microphone is working on this. I tried getting on a, uh, what do they call it, Spaces on Twitter with uh, Raylan Nelson, her uh, agent, and uh, Pepper, which Pepper did some pretty good songs. He has this amazing epiphone, and I I saw they were on, I really didn't want to do any singing myself, like... This phone for some reason makes it sound like this is like an alien or something. So I'm like, yeah, I know. Hopefully it works well on this podcast. I found um uh, what a lot of us have been going through through this this pandemic, um it it doesn't really have the recording ability of uh some some of the higher end microphones like a John Studio when I'm in there. Uh, I really think that He's kind of taking it back to the old days, you know, It's taking it back to when you record something and you get that, that feeling that you're in a in someone's garage or something. I don't know. I made a lot of recordings back in the day on a you know, four-track, because I had an old four-track, and I was working with a band called The Copyrights back in the, in the late 90s. And, uh yeah. If that reminds me a lot of that, but that's not what I came here to really, really talk about. You know, I'm just just kind of like, I don't know, I've been been in a slump lately. I've been in a slump. Maybe it's cold weather, and it's not like a writing slump. Um, I've always enjoyed the most uh, doing editing and helping people out with their books. I sometimes get paid for it, sometimes. If it's, if it's a good enough book, I'll say, hey... I enjoyed reading this book that you wrote. I enjoyed the story. It was it was worth it. Um, do it for free because I like helping out all the new talent and all the new people. Uh, it's it's something that I really enjoy, and it's been slow. It's been really slow. I think we all had our 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 whole psychology of dealing with this pulled in so many different ways that we're all in that slump. And then when it's like negative five degrees out and you have uh, three feet of snow, it doesn't help. So I wanted to just get on here and give a nice well-rounded message on some, some of the things today and around the, the world that's been on my mind. Number one, I was, I was listening to this podcast the other night. It wasn't actually a podcast, it was a recording of Ram Dass, And he was talking about um, the image of his guru and societies and these this type of psychological stereotypes and archetypes we, we live through. And uh, the classifications we put ourselves into, the hats that we wear, whatever you want to call it. The roles that we have shall we say and listening to it, to it it really it really made a lot of sense because when when you look at things spiritually you see them like an onion you see them in layers in one layer you see this great story about this guy and like he tells a story about this cop pulling him over and he thinks it's Krishna And on that that level, you can see it as a cute story. You can see it as a crazy, fun story, thinking, is this going to work out for this guy? And uh, surely God uh, is something. This is a story from the 60s. And then on a deeper level, you see what he's really talking about. He's talking about the roles that we use in life, you know, whether you're, Dealing with it as a banker, a business person, uh, your name recognition, how many books you've printed, how many albums you've made, all these things, how many degrees you have, all these different aspects, right right then and there, who are you as a soul? It gets a lot more deeper than I'm going to, but he said, you know, he knows that his guru had passed away and... He was no longer with them. His teacher, put it that way. And He said, "You you can basically see guiding light in the divinity reflecting, because if that's somebody reflecting back to you, you find that in the the person that you identify with as your teacher. And on many different levels, it can be be transposed to what your beliefs are." I think this is very important because really when you get down to it no matter what religion you you prescribe to what belief system you prescribe to if you don't at all you are ultimately um, looking at yourself trying to find that great connection you have to uh, other people and make it that your life mattered and not just that, but all those karma aspects to living. Music music, and poetry does a lot of that. So you get to this time of year and it's cold out. I'm not doing it much this year, but there were years I just dove right into work. Working on a book, working on something, or, or doing something for someone else. And getting paid for it because of the amount of time on my hands. To find that inspiration, to reach out for it. You see in our lives, we need that connectedness. And that's why I was so glad that they were on earlier. I heard a couple of their songs and I was I was always were I felt just I felt I felt really blessed to be able to sit there and listen to that and enjoy that and needed that uh inspiration. It's been it's been a, not a rough week for me, but there's a lot of things going on. My uncle's going to be getting surgery in a few days, and we don't know what the prognosis is on that. You still have this, we're, we're living in this situation with this thing that's out there, and you can have cancer, and probably does, pretty much. And that word used to, at one point in my life, terrify me. Because something that I had known people that had it but nothing close to me in my life. And as I've gotten older and as I've lost so many people, it doesn't scare me so much as it is uh, the um, importance to have good health care, to get a good doctor, to be your own advocate, all these things. And I'm, I'm trying to be that for for people and give them the right information. As much as I can but it still looms over and there's moments there's moments in life where it just kind of like hits you it's like it's like Valentine's Day coming up there's a it's a person I do care a lot about and I uh, don't get to see them as much don't get to talk as much I, I feel the writing on the wall with the way things are and you notice you notice these things of not being able to be around people as much as you'd like to all these all these just downer things you know uh, music always kind of makes that better, but I'm dealing with all these things i w- I wanted to really get on here and Not to focus my thoughts on, like I said, I usually go by a, a list. I did the other day a way to focus on if you're writing a book, doing a podcast, how to do a point-by-point. Point. I'm not interested in that. I want to keep things nebulous. I want to keep them profound. I want to keep them um, open open to what I'm feeling and to go with it. Because I know a lot of all of you are out there too. Feeling in some way um, that we're dealing with the weight of these past few years. And then we're being thrown in all this mess, like with podcasts. I know mine. I'm nowhere near. Um, I believe this is on Spotify. I uh, don't have an opinion. But. We're seeing things with, with businesses, okay. We're seeing things with businesses and uh corporations and the difference between okay, how can I really encapsulate what we're we're dealing with in two different angles. I'm not gonna go into the guys podcast that's people are talking about. I'm gonna go into people like Neil Young. Love Neil Young and uh um you know, we're all human beings. I don't. I don't glorify one songwriter saying, "Well, this guy's an icon, or this guy is this, or his name recognition." But Neil Young is a great, great songwriter, great artist. Um, he's he's real. He he has a heart. And he has a belief system, and a lot of those guys in the day, that they were fighting at the outlaw movement in the nineteen seventies, is very much the same thing you're seeing now. How can I really show you the, the way that I see it that way? Is number one, you know, a lot of these people back in that time went to different cities that were great if you wanted to get into the music. There was, of course, New York, there was Nashville, uh, places out in California, Los Angeles, Kansas City was good for the blues, Detroit, uh, Pittsburgh. But you'd go to a label, you'd be signed, and of course, they'd want you to do things their way. They'd take your music and want to have you play it the way that they thought was marketable. And a lot of these people who are outlaws just decided, hey, I'm going to make my own studio. I'm going to do my own thing, and I'm going to basically be not indie, but they came up from the indies, and they said, well, I want creative control. I want creative control over my work to be able to say this is... My image that I'm going to put out there. That's it in a nutshell. There was a lot more that went on in that time period. Look Look at the whole area around here with Jackson Brown and then Eagles and all these different musicians on that angle that pushed for the creative control they did to country music and to rock. And right now, what you're having is these these big uni, universal uh, industries that have not just put the mom and pop stores out of business. Your Amazon's, your Spotify's, your you you name any of these these ones. It's changed the industry in a lot of ways. Number one, I think the only true artist we have today that's doing it the old-fashioned way, and she's probably the greatest artist of the past quarter centuries, Taylor Swift as a songwriter. Whether you like her music or not. Uh if it's not something you like, you know, fine, but you can't deny that she's putting out ten minute songs. She's doing um linear notes. She's doing the whole concept album. She's doing everything that uh writing her own music, okay. <laughs> People <laughs> writing her own lyrics. Are you kidding kidding me? Are you kidding me? Mm. I'm drinking some water here. And I'm I'm not drinking any alcohol tonight. But I'm just. I was sitting the other night. Having a few beers. And I read what that one guy posted. I spit my beer. I laughed so hard. About that. Um, But isn't that exactly what Taylor has fought like? She's fought so hard to get the. Rights to her songs because these big corporations have taken over. And she's redoing them because there were so many songs she wanted and so many ways she wanted it done that now that she has the rights, she's able to do it herself. So what you have is a lot of people starting out. and great, great for Neil Young for standing up 100 percent, but he's, he's famous. he's Neil Young, okay? He can take that hit um, to his pocket. But well, a lot of these people, uh, writing and music, are seriously being exploited by these companies. You're not writing an album. You're not getting an album. Uh, I remember years ago, these guys I went to high school with and had a band, Juliana Theory. They were big and then they weren't. Okay? And I liked their music. You know, they it wasn't... Uh, necessarily my style of music but I could I appreciate them from the area uh, why why do you see this happen so much it's because things change so quickly now it's mp3s you know, I think when the uh, Apple iPod came out and you could download a single song it made it great Napster and there were a bunch of others where you could sit there say hey I'm gonna to listen to every song that I want I'm gonna download it and then Spotify Amazon music the corner of the industry I have no problem with them like I have I have an e- a good many ebooks on Amazon because through being published I go for the printed copy but they always have you know you can opt in for that ebook copy and you can opt in to have it with a certain amount of royalties that is kind of interesting to me. But, but to me, as a writer, I want the printed copy because um, I'm reminded of a little thing I did. Uh, I did a couple years ago. I just wrote from Australia. He was a documentary. Did documentaries. And I, I, I talked to him a good bit. And I had a lot of friends in Australia and I was out at Shawnee State Park, and this they had this thing about this alligator spotted in the lake, and it, there, no alligator, I, I laughed so hard about it, I made up this, this joke about this alligator hunter, and I did this character, just for fun, just for something silly to do, and uh, <laughs> I took it up to Erie, it, I, just as a joke, and if you do look at peninsula Erie it looks like an alligator there's a big stupid joke about it everything just was fun and i'm sitting there and i'm like am i really going to there's this one path nobody walks but am i really going to do this and go and uh wear this this vest and this australian hat and this this uh bull roar that they used to, you know that thing you spin and it makes the phone calls or whatever. Like that you could make, you could tr- communicate over long distances with this thing, you know. And I, okay, so I'm doing this, and it was crazy. There was, there, there things were just funny how they fell into place with, with some of the people that were there and the props and how they played along with me, and it was it was great, you know. So I'm doing this just for fun, and there was this, I had my camera with me, and I thought, well, after this, I'm just gonna. Some really good photographs because I had my DSLR camera and I'm going to take some really good photos. Some of these flowers that only grow out on this peninsula, and just just enjoy the day. we're up there. And there was this old guy. I mean, this guy. He could barely walk, but he was walking down the path. And I passed him, and I'm doing some things and taking some pictures. And he comes finally catches up to me, and he says to me, "He goes, you know, is that one of the digital cameras?" I said, yeah, you know I said it, it uh I just just bought it for my my sister's wedding and all these other things I had planned and i, I got it at the right price it was it was great, and he pulls out this this old camera that's a thirty five millimeter that i think he said he it was from the nineteen thirties he had it restored it it was beautiful, and i said, you know that's that's when they made things, man, that's when they made stuff. last i mean look you're still using it he went through the process of telling me what he paid to have restored what it cost him etc but he said something to me that really stuck with me he said you know everybody's got these phones nowadays everybody's got these digital cameras he said unless you have a printed copy he said in a hundred years nobody's going to know anything that this ever happened it's going to be a big blank spot I thought about it, and I said, you know, you're right. And he said, there's a big difference between getting a photo you take with that printed at Walmart and getting it printed on the uh, the paper. And I, I worked in the photo lab, so I knew what he was talking about. Going through a whole chemical process where it bonds it more to the uh, paper. And I thought, wow, you know, this is, this is really true. Uh, the money he had in that and since then a lot of pictures I've taken from that time have have faded you know they faded and it's always that physical copy that when you're at an antique store and you see an old photo from the 1800s and it's on a wall be it some beautiful woman, or some guy dressed up real nice, or a wedding, or you name it. You think, wow, that thing's been around for a long time and it's got a story. You're not going to think about that with something that's a digital printing, you know. I think it's the same way with the ebooks, and it's the same way with the MP3s. You're losing, I'm going to sound like my brother Mark, he loved his records. I've kind of been like this way with the fountain pens. I love the old stuff. I really do. It gives you more appreciation of what you're doing right now. And to be it to be an artist, um, I think with books it's taught me that I like I like the, the Kindle E reader. I, I when I would work a lot of those night shifts and it was boring and I was a driver, I might be spending a lot of time down waiting to pick somebody up or something. It's so nice to have a something I could hold my hand that would have three hundred books on it. Any book I wanted to read, wherever I was at, it would have me right there with it. But there's still that fun to have a printed book, and that's going to be around for a hundred years. If it's paperback. The pages might fall out, but in yellow, hardbound maybe not. You think about it. music music industry has been a lot like it so when James Taylor stood up for something more than music you know he did it in a way back in the 60s and 70s where your music stood for something I've heard too many people today say hey keep your political beliefs I like your music that's all I want to hear well that's what it was all about okay that's what it was all about and either 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 belief you know people have a right to their speech their free speech their beliefs that are not harming anybody especially the ones that stand up for something and i see a lot of what james taylor said is true you know you have you have people on certain music avenues that make a dollar for every three hundred songs played. A dollar, <laughs> okay. Who's who's making it money? That's that's not. I could play a song ten thousand times, or I could play it once. It's a popularity contest. I I understand that you know, but that's not what it was ever meant to be, especially music. Where's the enjoyment of having it right in front of somebody listening to it? So, I mean, again, I'm not taking an issue on this either way. But I I see the value in the way it was done uh, very organically. Playing in a club, making it yourself. Recording that on an old four-track or in a studio. Having that creative control. Not being controlled by this big industry that, yeah, you can have, you you can make an album on MP3s, put it on Amazon or or Spotify or whatever. Get that on there. And you, you can get recognition very easily. It can happen. If you're lucky, you get on some soundtrack for a television show or something, you know, somebody hears it and likes it. But you're losing that process, you're losing that process of people that recorded and had the, the yes, yes, the uh, editors, yes, the agents, the producers, that were small time. You knew when somebody was being produced under Sun or Columbia, there were certain things those studios stood for, different than the other studios. Everyone has had its own niche. They're about human beings. Right now, it's about it's about sales. It's not about caring about something. It's like right now, I was on Twitter and they were talking that a couple of these people weren't even real people. one one had twenty thousand followers and was apparently some kind of AI. Then they were saying in the future, it's all it's going to be. It's going to be an AI control AI is controlling everything, and people were talking about that. But really that's what you're kind of feeling because you go on and nowadays you're not even allowed to leave a review or have a good opinion or bad opinion on something. You have a bad opinion on something, even if it's medical. People can sue you over it. They can do anything in their power to silence you. And I'll even boost the good opinion. It's it's a strange world that's become more business and less less art and less music. So, do I think that both sides of what those people are saying has validity? Does the guy with the podcast I can't think of his name because I don't listen to him see if right to free speech? Certainly, certainly he does. Does the other guy have a right to say, hey, I don't want my music on his platform if it's not being done organically, if I don't believe that? the Yes, because that's from his day and age. that's, That's how it was done. That's the old school way that you did things when you stood for something and believed in something. The writing world has a lot of that itself. A good friend, Drew, that I did this thing for Jessica's Candle with. He was in the industry of publishers and saw how they were all being bought up. This is about 15 years ago, and he said to me, you know, a book is a bestseller the day it comes out because they print that many, and the publishers and the stores buy them up, not the people. Pretty, pretty crazy, isn't it? So... What you can do, you don't have to get involved in any political debate. I tend to give mad support to James Taylor and anybody that stands up as an artist for their beliefs. And I stand up for the small, small-time artists. I stand up for the people that are trying, people are having fun with it. You know? That's why I like listening to these guys a little bit ago. I wasn't on there very long. I didn't have anything to contribute. I kind of felt weird about that, but I have been down. I've been emotionally down the past couple weeks and it just was a nice pickup just to just to hear, you know, the people interact and feel that. That was the old school way. I just have fun with that stuff. Lastly, I kind of want to give my feelings about an individual that's out there that's not famous. You know, I'm not going to mention her name. I'm not going to say anything, but it was kind of a type of betrayal in belief, believing in somebody, and I've had that, you know. But I, I I just feel about this certain person that I've known for most of my life. I'd have them on and on uh, one of these social media platforms privately, and I've known them a long time. A little, this, this lady is younger than me, but um, I know that when her father and my father worked together, I grew up around her, you know. Didn't really know her real well. It they, they, My father worked in nuclear with her father, and her father passed away from pancreatic cancer, and so did mine. So a lot of it you can contribute a lot to pancreatic cancer, working in nuclear. I don't know if my dad, it, you, you can't prove it, and they make it so you can't prove it. There's so many rights you sign away to work in a job like that. But this individual has always posted outrageous things and said outrageous things, and I just look at it and laugh, you know. But never in my never in my thoughts did I think that I couldn't say openly hey, you know, what you're doing might not be the safest thing in the world. You might want to think about what you're doing. And I, I don't care if people agree with me or not. You know, I'll, t- I'll say it. Because if you care about someone, if you consider them a friend, if you consider them someone that level that both your father and mine had passed away from a disease, and um, we kind of share that. I felt that we shared some kind of Pain of that loss that there was necessary to be real there that's the only thing that mattered to me i don't I don't care what people believe as long as you're real and you hold up to your beliefs and you're not throwing some facade out well to me, you don't need to throw a facade, so i'll I'll call you out on your bullshit. you know and this person just went off went off on me and totally just cuts everybody out of their life and I'm, I'm seeing this as so much of the world today you know going back to how there's even fake ai people out there I, i'm not not understanding the social media of what it's been turning into because it's been people with these fake personas stuck inside for two years three years and they're forgetting who they really are you know i don't I have books published, I have, I, I can play some music, I'm not like any of these people on here, in fact I get kind of embarrassed, I, I can keep it as a writer, as a writer I know I am, but I would never ever compare myself to Pepper or Raylan or any of these people I can write, because, play I mean, because... I don't. I'll be on, I don't have the, the time that I play that much, and I'll get I'll get away from it. And uh, I've never had their level of ability. But I know they're real. I know they're real people. And two, for me, I don't consider myself on a level that I'm anything special. I have the name recognition out there. The podcast, books, I've been reading poetry and doing poetry readings and different things for really about 25 years or more. And I didn't do it because I had some great ego that I thought I was some great writer or something. No, I'm not. I enjoyed doing it. People liked what I wrote, and I thought, okay. There were many experiences with people, especially people who passed away. It's something I had written spoke to them spoke to the family or spoke to somebody and i realized the power of of words and a connection you feel exactly what i'm saying here you know like listen to these people i don't put myself anywhere near my their level as an artist i'm honored just to be able to be listening to them talking to them i'm a fellow human being like they are but they are way talented way more talented than me no question but you know um world needs those real people and those real connections. And some of these people going on here with these facades, people I've known for years. It's a little bizarre to me. I want to encourage everybody, you know, don't, don't spend all day on social media. Get yourself a real book. Pick up your guitar. Play the piano. Whatever interest you have. Paint. Draw. Ground yourself to, to what keeps you sane, <laughs> okay? And uh, some of those people, like I said, that just have been out there, I just look at them and go, you know, wow, man, you know, what do you want me to say? What do you really want me to say? It's like a little kid that's having a temper tantrum. How Some of these people act and I just look at it and go, yeah. Like you're in a store and little kids flipping out on the floor, kicking their feet, screaming, and everybody just kind of, that's a kid flipping out, walks around them and does their own thing. That's how you have to kind of live your life, you know, you you, uh, don't feed into that negativity. So. In these winter months. (laughs) I hope you all are safe, and I'm going to end this. But I wanted to do this mainly to think about, you know, the ideas of all those things, recapping that Ram Dass said about Carl Jung, about uh, the human soul, about being real. And to support the artists out there that are trying to get by right now. Uh, But this whole thing with this music companies and these different places where you can listen to music and things, you know your way around it. If you if you want to listen to that song, you you can you you'll find it, All right. But be sure when you're doing it to remember that the person singing it or that person that wrote it deserves a lot more, a lot more than they're getting. Recognition wise and money wise. To 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 go there, like okay, you take a, a band and go out and performing. I I've I've known people who travel all over the country. That gas costs money. That plane ticket and to bring all that equipment costs money. Getting that venue costs money. And uh you're paying for the ticket, saying, Wow, I'm paying forty dollars. Well, you're listening to them live. You know, that's really an important moment. Whether you've heard that band once or you've heard them fifty times. They're sharing that space with you. That atmosphere with you. I miss that. I really miss that. I love being able to download a song or buy an album or the concept album and feeling the story and the work put into it. But being in those venues, man, that's what I miss. I miss that atmosphere. You're in a dive bar, you know... You know it's that atmosphere. You know it's a personal thing. You're not sitting back 50 rows looking at a little dot on the stage, okay? Oh, man. Same way with a book, you know. You go to a book signing and you get to meet your audience. Miss that. So I want to wish you all, you know, Happy Valentine's Day. It's coming up. And it's kind of a holiday that's Kind of, little. (laughs) it's an establishment holiday. You know, it's for the diamond companies and all these other things. It's not for other people, but this year, make it it about the person you love. And don't ever be afraid to tell them you love them. Because people need that kind of love. They need that kind of knowing you care about them in this world. And with that, I'll leave y'all to believe.